no I, no me, no my. We're all together in this universe. I'm Regina Beach, and you're listening to Saturn Returns, a podcast about life changes, events, and challenges with a clear before and after. This week, you'll hear from fellow traveler and University of Pennsylvania graduate student Stephanie Shear talk about her master's program in applied positive psychology, love of cycling, meditating, and activism. Will you introduce yourself? Yes. My name is Stephanie Shear, and I am 34 years old. And I am a nomad right now. What does that mean? So as a nomad, I um, so all my things are in storage in Chicago because I used to live there for five years. And then prior to that, I was in New York and then I was in college. But uh, this is something that I didn't actually plan for. But I put all my things in storage when I started a grad program out of Philadelphia at uh, out of Penn. It's called the Masters of Applied Positive Psychology, but I'll get into that later. <laughs> For Penn, I have to be in classes once a month here in Philadelphia. And then I've spent the other three weeks in different locations. What are some of the places you've been <laughs> and what have you been doing while you're there? I, I do have a list of like all the people I want to thank and all the people that I've stayed with. I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, but I've been to many different countries. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Ecuador. I've been all over the U.S. I might go to Europe, but that's TBD. Um, I um, have met some really amazing people, like things that I couldn't even plan for and expect. So I've stayed in um, an instructor's. She's an empty nester. She's like, come stay with me. And I stayed in her son's room from like high school <laughs> and like still decorated like from high school. I've met like a woman named Rose who made a, a, t- a ton of money off of uh, CBD oil in Canada and she's a healer and like so yeah I've just met some many amazing people and I've done some really great things one of my goals this past year was to practicar mi español y ahora, y ahora más mejor and you were part Mexican that's right yes my dad is Mexican I grew up not knowing him though so well he speaks Spanish not that all Mexicans have to speak Spanish but majority do and he is from Mexico so I grew up not really knowing him and then so I didn't also know the language either <laughs> that is something that I've been wanting for a little while to get me a little closer to that to those roots how was growing up in Arizona I mean I, I don't have anything else to compare to obviously um but it is interesting being out of Arizona I mean Arizona sunsets there's nothing like an Arizona sunset for sure. It took me leaving to appreciate that, but I did spend the first 23 years of my life there. Moved from Arizona to the Big Apple in a job where I was like drowning as a teacher and just barely keeping my head above water. Then I moved to Chicago and then, but looking back now, thinking about growing up in Arizona, like I got some pretty good uh, foundation and roots in religion, which is actually kind of not something that's as important to me now. What was it like teaching in Harlem? So it was not easy. It was, and that was mostly my struggle. So I've been good in school since elementary school, middle, high school, college. I excelled in school. I love school, love learning. And then I go to an entirely different climate on the other side of the country, not knowing what's going on, who is really there. And this is the first time I've ever really felt unsuccessful. I guess I'm not doing everything right. I can't do <laughs> so. But it, in the first year, I actually really did hate living in New York City. And it took an attitude shift change for me to be like, well, this is the lot that I've chosen right now. I have a two-year commitment. I'm going to stick it out. 
When you were a college student, what did you imagine your adult life was going to be like? Who really knows yourself in college? I I remember when I was touring for schools in high school, I was like, oh, there has to be a lot of cute guys there. <laughs> going to be to go for the MRS degree. Yeah, no, right, right. Totally, totally, totally like me. But um, so that was like one of my criteria of when I was 15 or 16 or whatever. <laughs> like how I mentioned, I was like pretty religious growing up. I was pretty active in the church. I still have some good friends from that to this day who I know from the church who are also not very religious either. So it's funny how we all change. So I was pretty active in like youth group and young life in college. And I thought I would go to law school actually. I joined the Phi Alpha Delta fraternity, which is a law, the pre-law fraternity. I majored in political science and public management and policy just to get sort of that background so I wanted to be an attorney and now you're doing a master's in positive psychology how did you end up there yeah if you had asked me even two years ago I'd be like uh what's positive psychology so positive psychology is basically a lot of like how we think and how we explain events to ourselves really dictates A lot of our mental well-being as well as our physical well-being. Focusing on our strengths and saying, okay, what's going right and how can I amplify that versus what typical medical models are, are disease-focused or like what's going wrong. And not saying that you can't not look at that, like you can't ignore certain things and you have to have negative emotions as well. Those play a role in our life and there's a reason why we have fear because it makes us realize like something's wrong we need to do something about it so positive psychology people think oh Pollyanna oh it sounds so great just ignore the negative and it's it's not that it's like we do acknowledge that too but not focused on it you've been in class all weekend what's something that you've learned or taken away from this time in Philly oh wow yeah so since this is a one weekend like push or put a ton of info in you so we learned a lot this weekend about character strengths we all have strengths and so we learned about the classification of those character strengths this weekend and like how they fall under different headings and virtue or different virtues of like wisdom different aspects like that but I would say the biggest takeaway was that so character is plural That was one of the big things. It's not just a one thing. It's not like either you have it or you don't, good or you're bad. Like there's many aspects to it. We excel at some things sometimes and then that changes. What are some of the things you currently excel at? I am a very curious person. I ask a lot of questions, which can sometimes get me in trouble. I love learning, hence grad school in your 30s, which... Is definitely not what a lot of people do. One of my classmates this weekend, because we had to focus a lot on our strengths, which is very helpful. It makes you like feel positive. She told me something very nice. She's like, you're really good at taking information and distilling it from the macro level down to what it needs. And so I was like, wow, that's very nice. I feel like sometimes I'm just like floating like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like taking it all in and I I really don't know what's going on but yeah she said that very nice comment I think you have the skill of connecting people and of really standing up for people making sure that everyone is heard do you consider yourself an activist or a feminist oh thank you I sure do consider myself um an activist I guess or or a feminist definitely the word I with feminism is changing I hope and I think that it is changing because sometimes people are like oh you hate men and it's like no that's not what feminine 
feminism is and like that's not what it is but it's equal rights for both genders and not just both genders because there's not just a black and a white there's not just male female and thank you for your compliment about seeing how I connect people and make sure people's voices are heard that is something that is important to me too I like to offer different perspective yeah I would consider myself a feminist what does that mean to be a good feminist to be a steward of this movement Wow, a steward of the movement. That's a that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I don't know if I want to I want to say like we're we're joining hands together, we're joining our arms and we're all in this together. I would like to think that being a good activist, feminist or even just person in general is to make sure we know that we acknowledge others. Other people do matter and we make them feel seen and heard no matter what their gender no matter what their class no matter what they're doing because that's deep down inside I believe one of the things that people want to know is that they feel seen and heard what are your aspirations for the future oh yeah so we just did a job crafting exercise this week which is really interesting going from having very structured jobs to being a nomad (laughs) definitely took a, a a mindset shift change for sure and then doing this exercise too so I wrote down that I wanted to be in 10 years I want to be a chief wellness officer I don't know where and I don't know with whom this would be I my guess is probably a private sector is gearing more towards employee experience because people are our most important asset I really do think that positive psychology is on the rise because of the acknowledgement that that people need to feel seen and feel heard And unfortunately, with the rise in depression, that is being acknowledged at least, the rise in the depression and suicide rates is just astronomical. I forget the exact numbers. I know that is really high. What are the things that connect people or that prevent people from reaching a state where they feel depressed or hopeless? Yeah, so we are learning about that. I can speak to some different aspects, but a lot of things that that we study in positive psychology are to make sure to have good social connections. So if somebody says that, they're not going to say I'm depressed. They're going to say, oh, like I tried to go here and I couldn't find this person to do that or I couldn't find, I couldn't do this. Or they might say, allude to being alone or feeling lonely. And that's, that's, that's a warning sign for sure for whomever you're speaking with that they're not okay that's a precursor to depression and depression is complicated I mean humans are complicated and depression is complicated there are people who are more prone genetics make 40% of our um, our disposition and so like we can do only so much of like the remaining portion of it so like the way that we've been raised the way that we've explained things that happen to us a big thing with positive psychology is optimistic explanatory style so oes optimistic explanatory style so say you're in a line and somebody cuts you off and you're like oh this asshole oh my gosh what am i like what a, what a dick he thinks he can just like do whatever he wants to do but be like oh maybe this person is in a rush to go to the hospital he has a family member that's you know in serious condition i mean there's just so many things that you could get worked up with that you don't need to get worked up about to get back to your question about uh, like preventing depression have strong social connections especially for the older people in your life too. make sure that your grandparents your great-grandparents have a network um physical activity is really important getting out and walking even just a few minutes a day moving your body is incredibly important with getting your body moving i know that you're 
big into cycling and I wanted to talk about bike commuting. Yes, one of my favorite things is bike commuting. Um, I got into that in Chicago because of my dear friend right here. <laughs> we love bicycles. Woo! Yeah, um, it's just something getting on a bicycle and feeling your legs moving and the wind in the like going over your body is just like so it's almost meditative to me. And so relaxing. I know that, so like I really love it. It's just the efficiency of it. Get your heartbeat moving. Two for one, like you're commuting and you're getting in an exercise. Fabulous. And then I, it's also kind of like gratifying seeing like you're cruising by and there's like tons of people in traffic and you're like, we should all be on bikes right now. I know you did divvy biking in Chicago and in Philly you have an indigo bike pass. What do you think about this push to put public access bicycles in big cities? It's it's kind of like to go along with the physical activity. It's like what's your natural default? People, humans are going to do what's easiest for us. So if we have a car and we know our road commute on the car, we're going to like get in it because that's just what. And that's what I did. I was what I did for the first like 28 years of my life actually I was you know I drove or I walked when I lived in New York and Chicago for the most part I think it's a great idea I think it'll take a lot of infrastructure or a lot more infrastructure especially out in the west and then a lot more um, drivers who are on the road to be aware of that and it's cold outside but I still bike commute to class because I know that I'm going to be sitting all day, <laughs> so knowing to get that exercise. What do you say to people who think that your lifestyle is unattainable or they're like, oh, you're so brave, you're biking, you're living other places, you're traveling all the time, you're in grad school. What is your response to that? I want to tell people that, well, you can do it too, but it is definitely a mindset change and my nomad life is actually less expensive not including if you don't like i mean not including tuition <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> um but my nomad life my plane tickets and my lodging and um my plane tickets and lodging cost less than what i was paying for my one bedroom apartment in chicago and so it is possible to do it's just making that first step to be like, I mean, I didn't plan this. I didn't know that this would happen. But just taking that step and being like, I need this change. And that's something that I want. And I'm going to commit to it. So would you say you're a different person before you were living in an apartment and now that you're going all these places? I mean, we're different people all the time, right? That's the true nature of uh, impermanence. Everything is changing. Everything is changing all the time and actually when I right before I left Chicago I did a 10-day silent meditation course called Vipassana meditation everything's arising and passing away arising and passing away where that's the true nature of everything is change and that's the one true constant of life and the more we're okay with that the easier it makes us be in life and you know I could look at it like oh my gosh I'm unemployed I have a huge financial commitment I don't have a home like I could be like the most stressed out person ever but I am actually the most like the happiest I've been in a long time because I'm finally doing something that I want to do I'm not taking a job because I should or moving for a relationship because that's the next best thing to do like I'm I'm doing something that I want to do 
And actually, when I got back from the Vipassana to go back to the cycling real quick, the first time I got on a bike after the 10 days of not talking, of not like doing, do exercise, you meditate for 10 and a half hours a day. Um, I got on a bike, a big smile was on my face and I just, I could feel the sensations in my body of the wind on like my arm hair <laughs> and I just like had this goofy smile going down to Vision, it's just this huge road in Chicago and I just was like, oh, this is, this is, this is living right now, being present. You've inspired me. I'm going <clears> to <throat> take my first 10 day Vipassana meditation retreat at the end of this month. What? are the things that you recommend to me. <laughs> I want you to have like your own experience. And so I don't want to like project too much of it. I know that we've spoken, you know, a little bit about this, but I would say that it is life changing. You're going to go through ups and downs. There's going to be specific days where you're like, what the hell am I like? Am I the crazy one? Like, did I just give this organization my address and they're just going to like rob me blind because they know I'm like at this place with no access to technology. But what I like to say about Vipassana is like, you learn that a lot of the things we quote unquote think we need, we don't really need. We don't need to have constant access to our phone, constant access to email. And I was so happy to give that up just because there, there was just too much noise in my life at that time. And you know what? The world went on without me and it went on just fine. And it was so great like you notice little things like I would go for a walk because we only had very limited free time I would go for a walk in the mornings and so you notice how also your habits will persist because I'm also a very active person like you so I just knew I needed to walk around <clears throat> I was like oh my gosh look at this morning dew it's beautiful it looks like glitter I wonder if this was inspiration for glitter like is this how glitter was created like you just make up all these stories in your head do you think that you have more appreciation now I know you've been doing three gratitude things each day mm -hmm. yeah and I would say that <clears throat> if you're feeling appreciation for sure like I have more appreciation for life for people in my life for the amazing like because I couldn't do this nomad life if I didn't have like these awesome people in my life who were like oh yeah come and stay with us or oh we need a dog sitter well, you watch it like uh yeah I'd watch a dog and like get to stay in your New York apartment for sure like <laughs> um and that's like what I call a win-win but I definitely have a deeper appreciation for like being in the moment and being present and redirecting my thoughts too because I mean as people we are future oriented and sometimes we get stuck in the past as well and just so being present I mean it's something that I'm still working on and something that it's called a practice for a reason but it's definitely made me more grateful and I would say that if you're struggling for with a relationship or if there's something that you want different showing gratitude is the number one way to change it to make you appreciate it more because there's no I no me no my we're all part of this bigger universe and that's something that you'll also learn too. How do you justify some of the poverty and the things you've seen as a teacher of low-income students and on your travels? You've seen, I'm sure, people in destitute positions with this idea that we're all connected, we're one. It's just so hard to see, hold both things as truths. It is. It is. Um, I don't, I couldn't answer to like justifying it, like because it's not it's not fair 
and fairness and justice is one of my <laughs> top strengths as well but like wanting that and it's not and I don't mean to be flippant about it and it's not something that I can explain but there is poverty in the world extreme poverty and so I think acknowledging my privilege I'm going to do my part to spread the greatest good for the greatest number is my I would like to do that but I also know that I come from a place of extreme privilege being western coming from a home that values education and is able to support me in this so I don't have an answer to that and I that's something that I struggle with as well what do you think people can do to to move the needle even a small bit for poverty and for for positive oh for positive yeah yeah positive influence yeah um I mean there's so many different things that you could do there's things that you could do like I mentioned before like showing and expressing your gratitude to those around you like doing it yourself like the the journal the exercise you're talking about earlier is called the three good things or three blessings exercise if you're a little bit more religious which that's fine as well too um but like what you're grateful for and the why the why behind it makes a big difference too and like you'll start seeing patterns and like even if you write down the same thing be like wow yeah I do have a lot to be grateful for but so working on yourself for sure but then also starting small too like doing something kind for somebody else like that's not expected I mean that's nothing new or novel either but um yeah there's lots that can be done um but mostly starting with yourself. Who are your heroes or people who influence you? <sighs> wow. I'm going to, of course, say my mom because she's a strong woman and she, like, she'll she'll get stuff done. <laughs> and Helene was a, she's a single mother who, like, taught me, like, oh, yeah, if you want it, you got to go and get it. And she's not the type that if you're feeling sick, like, I remember having to go buy my own medicine at one point because she's like, well, I have to, you know, I have to go teach. So you got to, like, go to, you got to get, get your own stuff. Um, so like having that independence, um, and having that role model, other people that I've really, I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and like all she's done for, for women that we don't even really know, like what it was like back then to not have those choices. And now we do, it's like kind of the paradox of choice. We have so many choices. Um, but there's still that uneven, distribution with you know gender equality right but what a time to be alive I would never pick a time other than 2019 to to be living as a woman Mm -hmm. I think we have far to go Mm -hmm. but we've come so far we've definitely come incredibly far but we still have a lot I think what is it like 200 years for gender parity is Mm -hmm. what the statistic is I don't again know the exact number but and what does that even mean and that'll change and that'll shift and like you know what will life expectancy be in 200 yeah. years? I don't know. Hopefully we'll be around with, you know, global warming, climate change. Not you mean humanity. Humanity, yeah. What are some of your favorite places you've traveled and where do you hope to go in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, in general, um, I'm very lucky to have uh, visited a lot of different countries, a lot of different areas of the world. One of my favorite natural beauty places was Tanzania just immaculate the I felt like I was in the Lion King like real life version of the Lion King um that was just absolutely incredible and then the beaches of Zanzibar were just oh wow Ecuador is also very nice too like the people there are just so very kind and inclusive and 
to speak Spanish with you slowly so you can practice. Um, but I mean, it's also just nice to like kind of like not have a like I don't have a home base now. So like my entire life is like traveling and going to new places and trying to like live like a local, see things like from a local perspective and using your relationships and your friendships to be able to to experience that. Will you continue this lifestyle when your master's program concludes? <laughs> well, I mean, let's see. So I'll be done in July, technically. Um, I don't know. It'll depend on what happens. Like, that's the thing with living in the present and living in the moment is I could have these plans and then they'll change. And it is good to be forward thinking for sure. I know that I do want to focus because my priority right now is to be a student and to to learn all that I can so I don't want to start like a a typical nine to five and then like have like this this rush and these competing interests but yeah so we'll see I don't know how long because there are times when I'm like I just want to have more than the clothes in my suitcase like I'll go to friends places and be like hey can I borrow your sweater can I borrow your like your pant like just to have something different because I have the same clothes for the last what is it five months now and only one pair of boots in winter. First world problems. I know, right? Yeah, right. That's totally it. Yeah, I know. See, it's like, come on. You're fine. You're fine. What's, I know we talked a lot about impermanence, but what's something you know in your heart to be true? We are relational beings and making sure that we are prioritizing those relationships that are important to us and that mean that mean a lot to us. And sometimes knowing that sometimes the best thing for a relationship, because we are we are ever changing. Sometimes you need to let that go. For the relationships we want to keep, what's the best way to nurture them in a very transactional society? Most of the time, we're things are positive, so that's a good that's a good sign. And most of the time, we're resilient. You know, there are things, but there will be those days that hit you, and that will like just like change your entire world. And if you're in that habit, again, habits habits are what you attend to, and what you're and you are what you are attend to. So even if you have those days, which you will, everybody will, um, you will have those something to write down, those three good things. You'll have something that you will, at least one thing that you will write down that you'll be grateful for for that day, even if it is just like getting up out of bed. And hopefully that is it. How do you stay organized when you go so many places and live out of a suitcase? Yeah, so I used to be the type of person that would print out all my readings and have them all like organized in a binder. Now I read everything on my laptop. <laughs> um, and I graciously, some uh, friend, I've left a lot of things at my mom's place in Arizona, like all my summer clothes are there because I don't need them because it is February. Staying organized, what it's become now is like, do I want to carry this thing with me? Yes or no? No? Okay. Nope. Not getting it. So just trying to keep it simple and uh, letting go of the things that you that no longer serve you. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, thank you for interviewing me. And I would say check out Positive Psychology. It's not just Pollyanna for sure. Um, and I'm excited to see where this podcast goes. I'm Regina Beach, and you've been listening to Sudden Returns. Thanks to Stephanie for sharing her story, and thanks to you for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or at reginagbeach.com. Click on the link for Sudden Returns. You can also like and comment on the show at facebook.com slash Podcast.
See you next time.